Uh, uh, uh. Oscar season is here to stay. Ooh. Damn. Little gold man is stuck in a haze. About a mic. Of movies that he saw throughout the year. We bought a mic. Some were good and some were bad, but the really good we ones weren't really gold nominated. Gold man. And now we got to decide what will win. Ah, the Grammys. Wow, what a time of year. Ready We're, Player One for Best Picture. We're I'm just saying it now. I'm, that's, I'm penciling it in. Best song of the year was Ready Player One. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl, music's biggest night. Yeah, so let's get in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Ernest Calderon. I am Hunter Mobley. And I am tired of this. <laughs> let's get this shit over with. You know with. what the best, yeah. the best part about this whole thing is? Is that... In a week's time, in like five days' time, we don't ever have to reflect on 2018 ever again. That's true. The 2018 talk will be over with because that's it. Thank God. I haven't slept, guys. Mm. You did this to yourself. Yeah, this is your fault. No, I'm blaming the fans. We had thousands, might have been millions of writers in calling just like, yeah. hey, Hunter, don't let us down. It was or, like, it, it, was, it was close to a million. I hadn't watched a single movie from last year. Yeah. <laughs> and then since then. And they said, this won't do. You have to see all of them. Yeah, that yeah. was what the what it came and down he's, to. He's close, guys. He's close, folks. Like, I'm, now, like, I'm down to, I think it's five left oh, i have five, five i i got about five movies left on mm. this list you still don't know do how i'm gonna see never look away or border because those are available on literally nothing you're gonna have to drive to new york to some i'm gonna have to theater. drive to germany which that's <laughs> not even theoretically possible but i'm gonna have to drive there in order to see this movie so today we are giving you a little bit of an earlier episode um just to you know squeeze this in right before the oscars this sunday so you guys can hear our predictions yep. as to who's gonna win uh as last year we're making it interesting we are wagering basically the same thing as the summer movie wager the winner gets to pick something for the losers to watch so drew you won last year mm-hmm. by one category you beat me yeah and it all came down to it best all came picture. down to kobe bryant Really, yeah. <laughs> blame yeah. Kobe when for your loss. Short, uh, and yeah. You made us watch. Uh, what was it? Chris, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry, which was. I mean, that was great. It like, was. I, I regret nothing. That was. That was awesome. But now we're uh, one year later, and you're not so sure if you're going to be able to um, maintain your streak. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm going in super dry this year. I really. I didn't haven't done research because last year also I had a lead on you guys because you guys were choosing with your heart too much. Yeah, and that I, was ultimately my downfall for yep, sure. So this year I'm just gonna think in the most pessimistic way possible. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the only way to view this award show because it's it's a particularly shitty my, Oscars year. I, I think my money's on Hunter because Hunter's putting down like hard <laughs> cash on this shit. So as you guys know, I won about eight hundred billion dollars off of the super bowl so i'm riding high i'm doubling down i'm putting everything i know on all the stars to win best original song so well you're you might not be <laughs> off you know that all things have been whacked if season. i'm not on the podcast next week it's because i'm like fucking riding a jet ski into the sunset oh, i thought you were gonna say because you got your legs broken by yeah. well, <laughs> or that if i'm not on for either <laughs> you can just assume it's one of those two reasons okay um all right so before we dive in um 
I just want to say that it um it's just it's it's a trying time for the Oscars. It's we haven't really like covered it as much cuz other places have, but it's just been shit show after yeah. shit show. There's still no host. Well, there's yeah, I mean that's officially that's just how it's going to be. They, they pulled no, two category yeah. three categories and then put them or five. What was it? Yeah, yeah they, it was it was three categories. Yeah, they weren't going to broadcast uh like best cinematography and a couple others and there was outrage so they undid it. They were going to have Kevin Hart as a host. There was yeah. outrage so there they was the popular film so they undid thing. it there was a popular film thing there was outrage so they undid it so it's, um, it's just been a shit show yeah. here's here's a long-term thought though is this is the year that the oscars became cyber bullyable like now right. now we can bully them and i think that next year the the nominees are going to be better because of i that. hope so i think I, that they're going to have an ear toward the internet yeah. to see what we want because this year we destroyed the oscars collectively mm-hmm. so you know? i it's now reaching the point where people are like wider twitter verse are kind of clamoring for maybe we should have a popular oscar especially because if you look down the categories there's a possibility that movies like A Star is Born or Black Panther won't win anything. Yeah. So then it's like, maybe we should have a popular Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> My take for what what award we should have, which another awards have, um, the BAFTA specifically, is a rising star award. Yeah. Um, or rising same filmmaker. Thing, yeah. Same thing as uh, kind of the Grammys, the best new artist type of award. The the A Star is Born Award. This could be the (laughs) Elsie Fisher. The Lady Gaga Award. The A Star is Born Award. Uh, This seems like the most, uh, it just seems like the next logical step for me where it can be both something. It could, I mean, you could put Amy, uh, Emily Blunt in this category because she had two very successful movies that came out in 2018. Yeah, yeah that's tough. Well, that that's like B list to A list. Yeah. W- whereas, like, someone like Elsie Fisher is came like, out from nothing. Yeah, literally. Into or even Bo Burnham. Uh, Yelitia Aparicio. Well, first okay. That's what I'm saying, though. It'd be cool to have uh, best directorial debut and best acting debut. Yeah, uh, Ari Aster would be in there for Hereditary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would bring in so many more like new filmmakers. Yeah. I feel like it would shed more light on people who have just yeah. been kind of sidestepped this whole award season where it's like, yeah, these movies were good, but let's talk about the the green books of the award well, season. Well, see, that's, that's what I was about to get at is that I, I think that what's happening here is that the whoever's pulling the strings here, whether it's ABC or the Academy or whoever – um, there's like a crisis happening where, you know, obviously they're not getting the ratings because people aren't going to be watching the shit live. They they just want to watch the the thirty second highlight reel on Instagram or Twitter the next day. Yeah, they they are jumping through hoops to try to get people to tune in. When in reality, if people aren't going to tune in, they're not going to tune in. Black Panther being nominated for Best Picture is not going to make those people watch the Oscars. Like the people that are going to watch are going to be the people that like movies and that are into movies and that want to see an award show yeah well and then also uh like millions of people tune in just for the uh celebrity spectacle like the red carpet gets millions of views just because of you know the fits like the dresses Mm -hmm. and everything Um, yeah the star power yeah uh so yeah beyond that like it sucks to watch it's not good It's not a good. It broad- can be well, be, but it the thing be. is, if if you have like 
a a movie that you're rooting for. Like, let's say Eighth Grade was nominated. Let's say Bo yeah. Burnham was nominated. Like, these moments can happen. They're just where you have like the movies that you truly care about that you're rooting for. That's true. I think just logistically, they have so many people in a room, and they're it's like a live show as well. And because of that. If you're watching at home, there is just a lot of shit that you can just kind of talk over if right. you're with friends. Like, you really don't need to watch which a is lot. Why Maybe we one of the... the 18 montages of movies that <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. just kind of talk over. Well, which is why we have the watch party, and we have a good time doing it, and it's all fun. It's all in good fun. Yeah. But, I mean, think about last year. Like, you can't deny that it wasn't exciting to watch Jordan Peele win that award. Oh, that was well, cool, yeah. That was fucking great. And to that point, I feel like this, the Oscars need to take a little bit of a note from Netflix in that regard, which is just know your market and then just go all in on that. At this point, average viewers don't just tune into the Oscars anymore. They need to recognize that they're never going to have the viewership that they had 20, 30 years ago. Instead, they need to just make this show about people who like movies because those are the people who are still going to be tuning in without and paying attention and caring about everything. Yeah, without the montages cuz we, we already know it. movies are good. Yeah. If you're t- if you're trying to market this towards people who like movies, yeah. you don't have to sell them on movies. They're and, already in. And to your Netflix point, we're we're going to be talking about this with Roma, but there's a lingering question here as to how ready the academy is to embrace Netflix. Mm. And Netflix is going all in on Roma and we're going to see if it's it's if it's going to pay off or not it's not a done deal you know i don't think roma i don't think people are as excited about roma as netflix want them oh wants them i mean be. well definitely not i think that they knew that this was the angle though the angle was never we're going to have this movie that the critics love and our whole audience loves like they know that a lot of people are automatically out for roma like it's in a foreign language and it's in black and white and it's sl- very slow um but they are going for the Oscar. Like they, they got time, ten nominations. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got Quaron and they they got the movie. Like this is the Oscar movie. This is their move. This and is this is their like queen killing move. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like this is it. Yeah, um, killer queen. Literally, and they're literally queen Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> move. Uh, all right. right. So that being said, let's let's dive in here. We got our uh, brought to you by Vanity Fair and. What does this ballot say? Marriott? Genesis? I don't know. I found a ballot that looked good. The, and I the Hyundai it. Genesis. <laughs> like, no joke. That's it. So we're going to start at the bottom and work our way uh, to the top through Best Picture. So we're going to do all 24 categories. All right. So we're starting with what? Animated short I've film? at yeah. least seen the vast majority of all of these, including like a lot the of shorts. them. I've seen all of them. Let's, so let's get it. Yeah. Me and Hunter just saw the animated short films, so th- which is yeah, what we're so starting. First on. up short film animated. The nominees are animal behavior, bow late afternoon, one small step and weekends. Um, so yeah, me and Hunter both agreed that the nominees this year are really solid. Like they're, there's not like a shitty, I one. think that all of them are actually great. Yeah. Like, I don't think that there's a single bad um, seed in any and of these. I, you know, typically Disney wins this. Last year, Disney was upset by the Kobe Bryant uh, little, like, pencil sketch short, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done any research as to what the favorite is here, but I, I'm going with, like, by far, like, I think the best animated short film I've seen in my whole life, like, period, is um, Weekends. Okay. It, it's, I mean, you agreed, Hunter. Like, I I think I mean without this one so I'll say as the resident uh son of divorced parents on this podcast <laughs> we need one of those on every podcast um this 
this like deeply affected me to the point where like the dad is like just to kind of summate this movie quickly it's about a child with divorced parents who kind of spends weekends at the dad's place at first the dad comes across this cool guy he listens to dire straits he has a bunch of stuff he has a goatee like this movie like it it's so deeply was my life those, yeah, those and things, i was just yeah. like hey just throw an abusive stepdad her mom's boyfriend in there and this is perfect and then that happens and i was just in tears in yeah, this movie and more than that because the narrative works even without like having that experience because it's a good story even though it's not like a like a disney style short film of like you know you go through the the clock of you know the like the mechanical structure um the art is unreal yeah it's gorgeous like, i mean it, it holy shit a lot of people because people have gotten to the point where they want this almost not photorealistic but this like pixar style where it's so polished and so clean and crisp where it looks so it, it looks lifelike even though it is a cartoon this is completely different than that it almost look it looks entirely hand-drawn the edges that people have in this short are they're kind of gross and messy yeah it's like sketchy but the the colorization is beautiful this was the only film i saw that i was like that has a vision i could not conceive in my head there there are dream sequences there are a lot of them in this and they are gorgeous and like terrifying uh every location gives you the best sense of place of any short film i've seen it's beautiful so that's well that's what i want but yeah but can it beat pixar and that's the thing well bow i thought was not the strongest pixar short film i've ever seen but it's still Pixar. I know, that, and it's good. So that's the thing that I keep coming back to is, I mean, Weekends is actually, if you look on goldderby.com. Um, Which we all know what that is. Yeah. It predicts Hollywood races. Um, Bow is the favorite. Weekends is actually number two. Mm, okay. Right. Uh, Bow is 31 to 10. Weekends is four to one. Keep in mind, last year, Dear Basketball won because there was no Pixar nominee. There mm. was a Pixar nominee, but it didn't actually play during, before a Pixar movie. Well, so it didn't have the same Oh, was appeal. it the one with the... It was the one with the toys in the... You're right. Yeah, yeah. that that was... Because um, Pixar puts one out every yeah, single okay. and that, year. And that was the favorite going in. And it was. It did get upset. So, um, so you're banking on that repeating. I'm hoping, man. Like this was the most visionary artistic work that I've seen in months. So period. are you picking weekends? Yeah, yeah. I picked it. I don't I don't know if it's gonna win, but listen. One for, I, one I for the want good guys. I want weekends to win yeah. so bad. I'm gonna pick Bow just because I'm just banking off the Pixie the Pixar power. Let me tell you, listeners at home, if you have a chance to see one of these series, whether it's documentary shorts, live action shorts, or animated shorts, see animated shorts. All of these are great. They're the only ones that don't make you miserable. They don't make you miserable. <laughs> All three of these uh, animal behavior. It's like literally a 20 minute episode of the show Animals on HBO. Yeah, no way. It's, it's not by the same people, but it's the same concept. It's oh, just personifying animals. It's almost the animals. same okay. animation yeah. too. Like yeah. the animation looks very similar uh, rude. It's, it's truly hilarious one small step is great late afternoon had me sobbing about this woman with alzheimer's yeah and like you know where it's going and it still hit me like a fucking ton of bricks um but i'm gonna i'm gonna pick bow yeah on this so one. what did you pick i'm gonna go bow <laughs> yeah that's yeah I, as somebody who hasn't seen these i uh i wish i could have made it today with you guys i uh i i wanted to go and i i still want to see these especially weekends now that you talk about it so i'll, I'll check it out but I am not 
underestimating the power of Pixar. That's yeah. that's the thing. Uh, yeah. So short film, live action. No. I yeah. The nominees are Detainment, Fob, Marguerite. Mother and Skin. Uh, I went with Marguerite. Let me tell you why. Uh, I look at the first one. I'm like, what? The first one's too easy. I, I look at the second option. I'm like, well, at this point, let's just go rule of threes, right? So I go down to the third. <laughs> it's in the middle. It makes my ballot look a, lo- a little yeah, more symmetrical. It, it actually is the favorite on... Uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> on betting sites. That's cool. What, well, what is, this, oh, I see what is getting, this about? I see you're getting really into betting. Um, so I've seen all these. Um I'm tempted to go with Marguerite just because the four of the other five of these um, that aren't Marguerite involve either severe children trauma or straight up children dying. Um, Graphically? To certain extents. um, Oh, jeez. So my personal favorite of all of these is a movie called Mother. Um, It's a short that's on here. It is not to be mistaken with Mother 2017. It is. There's no exclamation point. Um, (laughs) It's just Mother period. Um this uh it's all shot in one take Whoa. it's truly it really feels like a play and all that it's just basically a mom and a grandmother who are just getting a phone call from the, their from her son uh that's basically her dad left oh, and he's just alone on the beach and a stranger is walking up towards him and he's on the phone with his mother while this is happening it was uh it's a spanish short film it's truly beautiful and also troubling this uh this collection of movies also had the most troubling movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Detainment, which is the first one that's on this list. Um, this movie is deeply upsetting. It's based on a true story about um, some Irish children that uh, found a baby and tortured this baby in the most inhumane ways possible. And they're the youngest people to ever be tried as tried and convicted as adults. Um, it's based on, it's, I don't even want to get into it because there's certain things that they left out from the trial that these children did to kids because it was so graphic and terrible. Um, So are you going with Mother? No, I'm not going to go with Mother. I'm really stuck between Marguerite and this movie called Skin. Um, Skin is another beautiful... It's beautiful and also very deeply disturbing, like most of these. Um, It's actually being turned... It was turned into a full-length feature which is one thing that I keep coming back to. Um, it involves a skinhead that has a child, and this skinhead dude beats the shit out of a black man, and then uh, the black man's posse kidnaps this guy, uh, tattoos him completely black, okay. and I'm just going to spoil this. Uh, the son ends up seeing a black man and shoots him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to give you an idea of how fucking dour the wow, live-action wow. shorts are. This... Directed by Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> honestly, because there's been so much turnover in the Oscar pool, we should say uh, for a lot of these shorts for foreign films, there's a special voting body that actually votes on these that aren't the wider Oscar audience. It seems like these so people are like trapped random... in the 90s. Oh, okay. Like, it, it's such an old-fashioned, like, people have to be dour and depressed in order to win. I'm going to go with Marguerite because it's the only one of these that actually made me feel happy. All right. Documentary short subject. What was your your pick? Marguerite. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, me and Hunter saw these two. Did you see these? Nope. Man, you like don't like (laughs) movies. Uh, Ernest is a fan of film. Black Sheep, Endgame. Uh, Is that Avengers Endgame? Yeah, it is. It was uh, was just the the trailer. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but it's based on a true story. Lifeboat. A night at the garden and period end of sentence. Um, yeah, so 
I I'm going with black sheep on this one. I don't know what the odds are at all. But I think period end of sentence um, and black sheep. They're they're, they're actually like they're tied. tied. Yeah, that, yeah, they're that tied makes right sense. Uh, they're the two that have any semblance of hope in them. Um, <laughs> these again, these are really dark. <laughs> black sheep is is dark, but it basically it's just uh, interviews with this really charismatic twenty something black guy talking about his experiences with racism as a youth. Uh, and it's almost cheating because it's also interspliced with uh, reenactments that are, you know, fiction. You know, it's like non-fictional, but it's fictional reenactments. It's almost like it shouldn't with, be in the documentary. Like they hired, yeah, they category. hired act. I was kind of wondering, like, there's actors and there's yeah. shots and you know. Anyway, regardless, it's nominated, and I think it was the probably the the best one. Uh, however, we, I mean, there were other good ones. I really thought Lifeboat was like. Lifeboat is the least favorite to win. Really, on Life, website. Lifeboat was like so incredibly like my jaw was literally my mouth was open was the about? whole time. It's about uh, uh, African refugees trying to cross over the Mediterranean uh, to get into Europe in lifeboats and the people that try to rescue them. And it's just like awe, <laughs> like it, it's it's it leaves you awestruck. It's it's so sad to see. They literally just shot like. There are lifeboats with hundreds of people so crowded and like they to think that that's the best option for them to just float on out and just wait, hope someone comes. And yeah, and this isn't like old timey shit like this is no, happening it's, right now. It's, yeah, it's right now. It was deeply, deeply sad. And it, it kind of was like first reformed where it's just like there's just like I couldn't. The even, world is fucked. It's just like I couldn't <laughs> even begin to fix this. Like it's it's so, so yeah. desolate. Um, But I thought it was very well done. Um, I'm gonna go with period end of sentence. Um, this was the uh, once again the most hopeful. Um, another uh, two other points that I have. I did really think that Black Sheep was uh very very unique. It was document awesome. star- yeah. Documentary style filmmaking. Period of end of sentence. One, it's available on Netflix right now. Oh, so wow. a lot of people are is it watching an original. It. Uh, yes. Um, it's, yeah, it is. It's a story about how basically it's a story about uh India. And how there's such a severe taboo around periods about menstruation in India that nobody wants to talk about. And in 2018, they're still using like cloths and towels to like. Yeah, like they're hiding. They're They're just finding shit. Like whenever they use. Um, So it's basically about them kind of invent like creating pads uh, in India for like women to use. Yeah, like a low cost pad machine for uh, poorer Indian women and. It's you know it's invented by this really cool guy and then it's about the women who are making them and it's yeah. very okay so this could be the one that's like kind of like a uh, cause slash awareness yeah well win. yeah because it has the call to action it has like if you want to yeah it, it even it, it ends on literally a call to action of like oh yeah donate or buy from this website right here to actually do it um I also think that we'll get into it later on but I don't think this is gonna be a great broadcast for women um <laughs> that are up for these awards. So I feel like this, this will kind of be the filmmaker? consolation award of. Is uh, it a woman? Making? It's by a woman filmmaker. Yeah. It's about women. Yeah, and it's really well done. Like I, it's, it's very well right, done. That's yeah. That'll be my pick. I uh, Netflix has won this category before. Yeah, they won with uh, White Helmets a yeah. couple years yeah. ago. They had another one in the category too. Oh, yeah, wow. they had a. It was two in here: Period of Sentence and Endgame, which was my least favorite yeah. of all of them. But that's it's a little uh, Marvel flick. <laughs> you wouldn't know about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking um, of Marvel, though. Next VFX. category is visual effects of uh, Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, 
Ready Player One, and Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, so, you know, we'll block out the next 45 minutes or so for Hunter to talk about Ready Player One. So just <laughs> all right, brace so yourselves. Here we go. I, I'm going to go take a shit. Um, <laughs> No, it's Avengers. It's it's Avengers. Yeah. Um. I which I can already see the narrative coming where Black Panther gets shut out and Avengers Infinity War is the Marvel movie to win an Oscar. I from mean, tonight, dude. Thanos is one of the best special effects I've ever seen well, in my life. And it's not just that; it's just the fact that this movie is visually legible. Like the entire thing is effects. Mm-hmm. Like it's all fake. Uh. So the fact that I even could follow what was happening was a miracle. Can I counter that? Mm. First man, they didn't actually go to the moon. What? And <laughs> yeah, I know that Wait. might that might be breaking news. No, to that's some just people. like that's conspiracy <laughs> shit. Like the moon, you're saying the moon landing was fake in First Man. I'm saying <laughs> that's fucked up. No, do you but think that? Do you think, think the First that... Man could sneak in here? No, I don't, but I think that First Man deserves to win. Okay. I think if you're just going true visual effects. They make this movie look like it's a period piece, and it's yeah. made in 2018. Well, actually, Chazelle used a lot of like projection effects. Like, it's not all computer work. Like, there's some like yeah, but I mean, it's not it's not actual. That's effects. why they keep the category called visual effects and not like computer computer effects yeah. or something like that. Just because yeah, he well, I just there's so much. I think the reason it wouldn't is because there's just not enough of them actually being like in space in particular. Well, yeah. Um, because hey because uh, um, the spaceships are incredible looking, and that's set design. That doesn't fall under visual yeah. effects. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Let me tell you about a little guy named Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> All right, never mind. It's Let me case. tell you about the three different versions of Winnie the Pooh that we saw over the course of <laughs> yeah. multiple trailers that's and the, the final real product. worthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next is film editing. Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. Um. So I heard, you know, the, there's been a narrative that Bohemian Rhapsody is the favorite. I, yeah. I went with it because uh, I like to laugh, and I think that would be very funny. Well, see, <laughs> I, I think it was on the big picture that I heard this, but apparently when they do the four-year consideration campaigns, they don't screen the whole movie but they get to pick like what yeah. sequences they get to yeah. show. So, so you think they showed the scene that was circulating on Twitter of like oh, yeah. 18 oh. <laughs> cuts in the course of five seconds? No, they show Live Aid and then they show the real Live Aid right next to it. So yeah. it's like... Yeah, yeah. Or like, you they, know... And they, then they, they were sh- like, look at these teeth. Yeah. Look at these fucking and teeth. And even the, the music, the sequences where they're playing music are perfectly good editing. Like yeah. They, they're totally well, solid. Well, sound editing is a different category. Yeah, let's, but, but like they look... Those are the only scenes that are stand out. Like they look like they could get some kind of award. Maybe probably not an Oscar, but geez. So <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, is going to be the winner. But this is an interesting category because a lot of people are saying that Vice. Be, uh, I, I know you didn't see it, Drew, but it has a lot of like very kind of exp- expressionistic, yeah. impressionistic sort of like weird approach to its yeah, editing. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that it. Because the editing is so like obvious, it could sneak in here. And then the other one is Black Klansman, another film that you didn't see, but it uses editing 
in a key moment in its storyline right at the end mm. where like the editing becomes a part of the theme that, wow. the, that the movie is okay, trying to that's drive home. I would say that the favorite deserves some fucking love here. It had I, amazing editing. I really want the it, favorite. That, that would be, here, that's my win. personal favorite. Yeah. The, the um, cross cuts where you would fade in and out like for like a minute straight between multiple yeah. shots. I've never seen shit like that. Before. It was so good. It's, yeah. Uh, sadly, I think it's gonna be Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, I that's it. gonna be my man. Pick. I'm yeah, I'm, and you know what? I'm not gonna take it too seriously. I'm going to laugh. When so it happens. you know what? I think that Bohemian Rhapsody is unfortunately. I'm sorry for everybody who's listening to this podcast who's a fan of Bohemian Rhapsody, but they probably all dropped off by now, anyways. <laughs> um, I'm actually. I think that Bohemian Rhapsody is gonna get its way later on, so I'm going with Vice. Okay, for this one. I mean, wow. that's fair. Yeah. Oh, okay. we were Vice just... and Vice and Bohemian Rhapsody are neck and neck. I will say, Bohemian Rhapsody has won, did win at the Editing Guilds Awards earlier yeah, this year. That's part of my reasoning. But for choosing uh, Vice is still the favorite because I, they assume that Oscar voters um, actually watched the entire movie. <laughs> I feel like this is also kind of a makeup award for the editors because. They didn't have the entire film shot whenever Brian Singer yeah, I was, got I was gonna, fired we off were, of the project. We were just talking about this. Editing is, you know, it's like not, it, it's woke enough to give it the editing award because Singer was technically not yeah. editing the movie. It, yeah, and it's also it, like, hey, we salvaged what was left yeah, of this yeah. movie. Ex- yeah, it kind of is. It's like a lifeboat rescue thing. Like, yeah. That's a good point. Anyway, um... Production design. Yeah, I went with uh, Black Panther. For yeah, so we got Black Panther, the favorite first man, Mary Poppins, and Roma. Um, it's between Black Panther and the favorite. Um, this yeah. is a great category. Yeah, yeah, this really is a great. Category. See, I would want Roma in this because they actually built like huge, huge stretches of Mexico. Yeah, but it, it's it's. It's, it's not a two win. horse race. It's not it gonna really win. is a two horse. But it race. should be Roma because of the amount of work that they put into this movie, like painstakingly recreating 1970s Mexico City. Yeah. Um, but it is it is between uh, uh, Panther and Favorite, and with Black Panther, it could be the first time that an African American woman wins this category. And and this woman has done great work in the past yeah. too. She's but worked also, a lot with Spike Lee. Um, Trying to find your name of who exactly. Also, the favorite is just that it's that period piece with the with the amazing castles and and yeah. beautiful ornate yeah. rooms. Yeah, I mean, I said it when we saw the favorite. It could get nominated for any Oscar and win, and I would be thrilled yeah. with it. But yeah. I think that because we're gonna get in a costume soon, and it's like back and forth. Costume design is the same deal. I think where like. I, I think the favorite is a little more about the costumes, and Black Panther has a bigger production to design. Or it could be the other way around. Well, that's, yeah, I know. that's the thing that I keep going back and forth about. <laughs> yeah, because, because it people is, went nuts over the Black Panther costumes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's close. Like you guys said, um, so Ruthie Carter is the costume designer for this. She's worked a lot with um, Spike Lee. And I think that what she does uh, with oh, kind so of blending, I, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mixed up the two. Yeah, she okay. uh, she's worked a lot in uh, costume design. She's been working in Hollywood for a long time. Um, I'm going to we're going to go these back to back, I believe. But I'm going to go with the favorite here. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to do that too. That's I'm going to go with the favorite here, and then I guess we can go straight to costume design from here because they're kind of intertwined. So yeah, I went with the favorite with for costume design. I'm gonna go with Black Panther. Ah, It's so even. The other the other nominees are uh, Buster Scruggs, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. But it is between Panther and Favorite. 
I mean, I feel like the favorite could just get both of you these. know what i i'm actually i'm changing my, i think i'm gonna put the favorite for both of them and but i do think that ruthie carter if she wins one of these or if she wins costume design i won't be upset at yeah, all because be awesome. the way that she blends afrofuturism into this world into this sci-fi comic book world is incredible yeah. it's absolutely it, incredible it yeah i honestly i wouldn't be surprised if black panther took both of these and then i am you know we end up losing both but the thing that I keep thinking about Black Panther is that she designed this beautiful costume that gets completely covered up by special effects. Mm. For long stretches of this movie, yeah. the Black Panther costume is fully CGI rendered, and the costume that she built and designed is nowhere to be seen in the final product. I just have a feeling that most Oscar voters, um, especially the older people, aren't really paying attention to the themes of the film that they're watching, and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, this looks like an old classic costume period piece. This um, is check, check with the, the box favorite. on them. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, so cinematography. We got Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star is Born. Uh, I went with Roma. Yeah, it's Roma. It's, it's Roma. This is one of the locks. I think it should be Cold War. Yeah, the cinematography in Cold War is outstanding. It's breathtaking. Yeah. It truly is like and on it, another level. If one is gonna sneak in there, it's gonna be that one. But I think well, I think Quaron has this. Honestly, another thing about uh, I mean uh, they gave best picture to the artist. Like yeah. they like throwbacks and they're gonna like the black and white. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um and it's also deserves the award. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, um, <laughs> those long. If it's long early takes. on in the night though, and Roma loses this category, it could be a long night for Roma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I can see it now where we're like forty five minutes into the broadcast and they show this and somebody else wins this award, then it could and be then a bad Roma, yeah. It could be one of those nights where the Oscar voters it could be one of those times where the Oscar voters get together and they're like, you know what? Fuck Netflix. We're not yeah. gonna give them anything. Exactly. And and that could you know, that could be the this big, could all be a backlash um, on them. The big thing. Then that... again, we could have very early on in the night, um, we could have Marina de Taviro win for best supporting actress in Roma and it yeah. could be like all right Roma could sweep everything then so Oof. we'll um, see that's that's the thing about this year is that there's, there's a lot of there's not a lot of locks this yeah year. shit okay so now makeup and hairstyling we got border mary queen of scots and vice why are there let three me, nominees let me make my there's always three in this one let why? me make my case <laughs> for uh mary queen of scots and border um, I haven't seen either of them. One <laughs> good, of good them case. is available on Amazon Prime. The other one is about like uh, gnome people, trolls. Um, it's they it's just fuck. the movie Trolls from 2016. They Go watch fuck. that and you'll get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's apparently Border is a case. It's like a story about like basically the ugly duckling fable. It's Swedish. Um, All right. I know is that they have sex. Any, and they show it. Well, well now I'm going to find this shit on Pornhub <laughs> or something. So Mary Queen of Scots makes sense because, you know, period piece, you know, it's all accurate. And I, they all wore a shitload of makeup and hair shit back then. Uh, Vice, though, has the yeah, make, it, it has the guy. It's it going to be Vice. The rest of it doesn't even matter. It has him. It has the transformation of the year. Yes. And Starring makeup and hairstyling. I think that this might be the only one for Vice on the night. Um, there's a possibility yeah. that this might be it for Vice. Now, what Adam McKay has been doing the past few weeks He's is... He's just pushing makeup and hairstyle. Yeah, is because just talking about I think that. he knows that at this point, Christian Bale's chances at best actor are kind of yeah, dwindling uh, before we'll his eyes. Um, so you're just like, hey, look at this transformation, though. Yeah. That so, takes to makeup and hairstyle. Uh, next up, we have best teeth in a musical. <laughs> uh, 
This is another close Wait, no, one. it's Best Teeth in a Drama. Did you forget <laughs> the Golden Globes? Yeah, yeah, in a musical or drama. Uh, I'm going to go with Bohemian Rhapsody for that one. Moving on, that's that's obvious. <laughs> All right, now we have our two sound categories. Yeah. First, sound mixing. Uh, we got Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. See, this is the one. Bohemian Rhapsody is in both of these categories, and it could be the, the one that sneaks in there. But I I think it might be that, but my heart is telling me Roma just because that movie is sound. But I, I just I can't quite bring myself to go for Roma. I think it might be Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I, I went Bohemian. I don't trust anybody. Uh, never never trust a hoe. There is a, hey, there's a chance First Man. Yeah, could, I mean, that'd be cool. could sneak in there. I was going to say, I think A Star is Born, if anything. It has these, awesome, I think it has that incredible is, sound be, The fact that they're actually singing. How about that for sound mixing? Do they're actually singing in these Do we think this kind of Oscars scenes. that they're actually going to recognize the one that should be recognized? Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I... Of all the things that should be recognized, <laughs> sound mixing, they are actually fucking singing out and, there. Well, and it's just, it's all good. The Foley work is great. The live performances, like, feel live. Yeah. Uh, every part, yeah, it deserves it. But let's go back to what you said at the beginning of the show. What? If it's good, it's not going to win. Yeah, like, yeah, you exactly. gotta, you gotta throw, exactly. yeah, throw all these thoughts away. Um... <laughs> Yeah, A Star is Born, I would vote for a million times. I love A Star is Born, and this is like the strongest part of it. However, forget that. I think it's going to be Bohemian Rhapsody because yeah. uh, they, you know what what has a great sound mixing is Queen albums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they're plug in the aux. It's great. It's great. Then you don't even have to fucking do anything. Best sound mixing yeah. goes to Brian May like 40 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> which uh, which brings us to sound editing. Um, pretty similar nominees: Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place. Hey, I went with Quiet and Roma. Place. I think this could, yeah, this could be the upset here. A Quiet Place. You know, the fact that this movie just commands its audience yeah. through and sound. It, and it's, it's not getting anything else. So here's the thing: is that there's one. This is one of the closest races between. First man in a quiet place. Uh, if you look on Gold Derby, first right man, now, first really? man, it's eighteen to five. Eighteen to five. Odds. I just don't think it's going to be a good a quiet for place. First is man. nineteen to five. So they're like neck and neck with each other. Um, it's really tight for me. I really think I want first man to win this. I want first man to win this so bad. But to also, walk away with just one. Also, I can see ten years from now, us all looking back and being like. First Man, oh yeah, that was the movie that didn't win a single Academy Award. Like it just not seems, even one. <laughs> it seems like it will be one of those movies. I know I said I wasn't voting with my heart, mm. but just this one. But Bohem- just Bohem- just this one. Bohemian Rhapsody. Come on, <laughs> say it. I mean, my heart is Roma in this one. Like I like I said before, I'm voting with my favorite movie out of these, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. I I'm gonna go Quiet Place. I'm gonna go I, Quiet I, Place. Yeah, I yeah. went Quiet Place. I. It has awesome sound editing. Yeah, I mean that's I it I completely res- I really hope that one of those two wins and it's going to be their only win. I'm voting with for first man. It's just yeah, true. It's just it's kind of like when like you know when they make uh, a movie like Roma, the cinematographers are like, this is a movie for us. It, like when they make a Quiet Place, there are probably a bunch of like weird old guys with beards who are voting on this, and they're all like. One, one for us. Yeah, you know, this is this is my life work. You know, this is a movie about me. Yeah, I, I, I have a, I have a feeling. I didn't. I'm not betting on it, but I have a feeling that Roma could take both of these sound categories. Because if that's if that's true, if what you're saying is true, Drew, about the sound guys giving one for them, 
it's got to be Roma. Mm. Like that movie is, there's no soundtrack. Like it's all the tiny little, the layers and layers of sound yeah. that build this world. Well, I also would like for A Quiet Place to get love. So it's a little yeah. bit of a, a Homer vote. And also, but also, you know, sometimes they like giving love to one that is not nominated for other shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just exactly. Yeah. That has recognizing a little precedent. that. Um, what's next? Original song. Um, Black Panther, RBG, Mary Poppins, A Star is Born, and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. So, you know, this is one of the ones that everyone has been saying A Star is Born has on lock, but there's I don't been know. a big push for all the stars in the last like Yeah, week. it's SZA and it's Kendrick. SZA and Kendrick, two of the biggest artists in the yeah. world. I'm still going right to go now. shallow. I'm, uh, I'm locking it in. Well, I'm going to go shallow, but it could be the upset. All the stars is I don't think is the best song on the soundtrack. It's not. Um, and it, it's the most popular. Like you can hear it, and you're like, yeah, yeah that song's going to play on radio. Yeah, repeat. and it also it almost bothers me a little bit that it's it has the feel of a lot of you know this is what modern movies are now is they they take a pop song and then they add violins and now it's a movie and song. they just put it in the end credits and, and it's good but I don't think it's the best one and shallow is unique in that it is you know it's like a corny musical song but it has staying power beyond anything i ever well, imagined it's also part of the story of the yeah movie. it's it's yeah. like it's already iconic yeah like and and the trailer had it like it it has a legacy of like an old song it sounds like a song that should have come out like 30 years ago because it's so familiar it's just one of those things where like again i can just see a star is born not winning a single oscar and just keep panning back to sad bradley cooper and lady gaga in the audience like i'm just thinking of all the narratives in my head and and i can see them all happening and tim blake nelson just flies in with (laughs) (laughs) i I'm going to go with Shallow here. Just I just thought it was really interesting watching the downfall of Shallow. Shallow was at 1.7,000, like minus 7,000, saying you have to bet $7,000 to win 100. Yeah. That yeah. was such a lock. It's down to minus 3,000, which is still a huge thing, but all the stars just keeps creeping up and creeping up and creeping up, and it's getting closer and closer, which... Has me a little bit hesitant. I'm gonna go with shallow, but yeah. I'm still I'm still a little we'll bit see. nervous about that. I'm category. telling you, man, Buster Scruggs, don't write him off. Um, He'll fuck I you up. I will. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna write Buster Scruggs off of this one. <laughs> so original score: Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. So. Does the soundtrack count as the score? No. no. Yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. Two different things. So Black Panther's like this, out. This is it's Beale Street. <laughs> I mean, okay. it is it is one of the most beautiful soundtracks I've ever heard. <laughs> I told you, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like if you just listen to that, you're like, yeah, that soundtrack. Like yeah, it's I've, not even a. Contest. I've heard that like pretty consistently, and that's why I went with Beale Street. Uh, apparently, it's like re- very special. Yeah, I, I'm also going with Beale Street. This is, again, me voting with my heart. Nicholas Bertel did something truly special. Well, it's, it's one like of it's, those soundtracks that you just you listen to it without even seeing the movie and like you feel things just, yeah. just through the music I itself. Just, I mean, after seeing this movie, I put on this soundtrack and everything in the car one day, and I just started tearing yeah. up just like in the car <laughs> just because it's just that, that lone trumpet playing with this orchestral sound. It, like, it just brought a tear to my eye. Um, like It's so beautiful. So next up, foreign language film. We have another weird question here, which is Roma's nominated. Does it get both? Because that would be strange. If it goes for best picture? Yeah. I think Roma has this on lock, but Cold War could sneak in there. See, this seems... 
like kind of it could be because the Oscars are so weird this year. This could be a weird uh, year where Cold War wins Best Foreign Film. Everybody's like, well, Roma's out, and then yeah. Roma wins Best Picture, and people are like. Wait, what? That makes well, how, how well, does yeah. That and think sense? about the voting. If somebody's like, "Well, yeah, if Roma's going to win Best Picture," then I want to give another movie exactly foreign yeah. language. And, well, this is this happens in sports a lot, where there will be an MVP and that's plays offense, and then they will not be Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, it's it's the exact same thing. It happens all the time because especially we, yeah, in football too. All the yeah. time, <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year is an MVP, and you're like, how does also that think yeah. about the fact that Paul Palakowski is nominated for Best Director? Like, obviously, the Academy. Likes Cold War, mm. um, but could it win? Listen, I went with Shoplifters because I just, you know, I just checked it. I haven't seen like any of these, but Roma. <laughs> Shoplifters is the best of all these nominees. I'm writing in Burning on my list <laughs> <laughs> because Burning got fucking snubbed. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and check Roma. Although yeah, it's I, Roma. I'm, I'm wouldn't completely count out Cold War. I think I think Cold War could sneak in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the fact that, that Pawakowski has that director nom is very telling. Um, All right. Documentary. Er, yeah. Documentary. We got Free Solo, Hale County, Minding the Gap of Fathers and Sons and RBG. So, Hunter, you had said before that RBG is the favorite to win this, but I'm thinking it's Free Solo. So it it's did. Be free it solo. was the favorite. Um, let me go ahead and pull up the well, odds free now. Solo. Now at this point, Free Solo jumped ahead. It, again, these are very close. Free Solo is seventeen to where's, five. Where's my boy Bing Lua? RBG is eighteen to five. Minding the gap has been chilling in like third to fourth. Yeah, why isn't Bing Lu on Fallon right now? I'm throwing water everywhere to <laughs> win this Oscar. <laughs> um, yeah, that I mean that's a total bummer. But I could see older voters not getting mind you the gap yeah they're, probably, they're like yeah i beat my wife all the time yeah What's the problem with that <laughs> honestly i don't see a problem here um what I, are you trying to say i went with rvg because i think it has a narrative to it like okay. free solo is getting ground because it just got a much wider release and people are seeing it and universally like liking it or at least appreciating how it looks rbg Ru- ruth bader i mean with this type of voter this like hamilton style democrat that does this voting mm, you know what i mean yeah they're like RBG is Yas Queen. She's yeah. she is Beyonce. Female empowerment. All yeah, stuff. she's Beyonce, and she's never done anything wrong. You know, she's done plenty of problem action. But um, it's it's. I think it's gonna be that type of award. Like a listen. Li- maybe America will go down in shambles once you die. But here's an Oscar, <laughs> Ruth. You're welcome. <laughs> she's not even. Is she credited as a producer? This will is, she get I anything? Think, I don't know. I think I just maybe she'll like, get a little gold man in I, the mail. I just feel like this is what like old uh, rich Oscar voters call activism: is mm-hmm. voting for RBG <laughs> to win. Like you know. So are, you go, are you going free solo, Hunter? I'm going free solo. Um, RBG. I did not. I talked about on the podcast. I did not think that that was great. It was. I mean, it was a classic case where of documentary filmmaking where the subject is more interesting than the right. film itself. Um, I also just recently watched Hale County this morning, this evening. Um, how, it, are, can you talk about how you watched it? Uh, it's on Vudu. Okay, you good. can uh, you can rent it right now. I got it for a dollar, and I think that um, Vudu Vudu is that, legal. <laughs> yes, Vudu Vudu is legal. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fathers and Sons is also on Vudu. Um, he, he hit up his local like witchcraft <laughs> boutique. It's on I hit up my bookie, and I was like, hey. Here's the deal. I'll yeah. put down ten thousand dollars in a parlay with you, but you gotta give me. These I've heard it's. Screeners. I've heard it's a beautiful film. Hale I really want to see it. Yeah. Um, it's very much a mixed bag. Uh, there is. I want you to see it because 
there's a lot one it's probably it's only like 75 minutes it's huh. not even 90 it's super short it goes from being very fly on the wall documentary style to like this almost lynchian nightmarish editing where you're like oh, wait what are we doing now <laughs> That's this me, evening. It caught me completely. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's the transitions between morning and evening <laughs> that you're like, I, what are you trying to say here with all of this? Bit confusing, um, but overall, it's it's fine. I'd put it on about the same level as uh, uh, RBG, RBG. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna go with Free Solo just because I want Minding the App to win so bad. But um, oh, Bing Lu. I want. God damn it! Listen, He's, Bing Lu's on the map. Minding regardless. the Gap yeah. is I'm a truly like I. I mean, I said it's my favorite film of 2018. I think that it's truly like one of a kind. If Bing, if 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 Bing Lu accepts an Oscar this Sunday, I will. Flip I don't out. care what <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody can win Best Picture at that point. I don't care if Bing Lu wins himself an Oscar. I'm gonna be like crying on yeah. your floor. Man. Yeah, that's gonna prepare you now. That'd be sick. I All mean, right. if weekends wins, he's gonna be happy for weekends. Yeah, because <laughs> it's very you know similar subject matter. It's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, animated feature: uh, Incredibles, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet. And Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, so I've seen all of these as well. Um, I just saw Mirai and uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, Ralph Breaks the Internet had one of the best sequences in any movie that I've seen this so year. So that's me your pick. Audibly laugh out loud. No, but <laughs> it's a clip of it is in the trailer where it's uh, um, where Vanellope goes to the Disney dot com website and meets all the princesses, and it's truly hilarious. Like. It's actually because we've reached a point with meta culture where it kind of becomes obnoxious whenever characters become meta. It's like, ha ha ha, we're making commentary on ourselves. But it's like actually funny, like seeing the Star Wars characters and the Marvel Universe and all these Disney princesses. Like they actually kind of go in on themselves. It's also good for people like us who are very involved in Internet culture because it's very much an indictment on the Internet itself, Mm. um, which made me feel about bad about streaming this via the internet um <laughs> i'm gonna go with it's Spider-verse. my number two favorite movie of the year yeah, which is spider-verse, spider-verse uh yeah how do you think mariah is gonna fare mariah is actually that was also a really good film it was one of the most unique movies of last year this is a japanese movie um directed by the person who made boy and the beast um a couple years ago about it's from the perspective of a little boy who the family brings home a newborn daughter. Um, and it's all from his perspective really captures the imagination of a child and kind of how your own backyard can be your playground to the point where you can see this whole world as great messages about sympathizing with your parents and kind of understanding their background through a series of flashbacks in which he actually plays with his parents as children okay whoa um really really unique this movie really hit me in the feels the animation for this movie is on another level yeah the japanese man it's really the last 20 minutes of this movie i was awestruck by it because we have one animation style that we're sticking through and then one sequence towards the end of the movie just send sent me on a fucking loop okay yeah um but definitely recommend. Well, it. Definitely I mean, it's Spider Verse. Find it. Spider-verse. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I voted yeah. Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd love for <laughs> that. all of this vamping to try and build up the other nominees, but it's <laughs> yeah. Spider Verse. All right, adapted screenplay. We got Buster Scruggs, Which, Black Klansman. Yeah. Uh, can you ever forgive me? Beale Street could talk and a Star is um, Born. So Buster Scruggs only like a half hour of that is adapted. Yeah, from two out of the. <laughs> Two out of yeah, the six. It, it literally makes sense for more for it to be an original yeah. screenplay. Um, I guess they just thought they had a better chance here, but I think that 
this is where Spike gets his Oscar. That's, yeah, that's what I voted for, for too. For Black Klansman. Well, I mean, typically the Oscars, the screenplays kind of are the consolation prize almost. Like yeah. the last year with Jordan Peele. Exactly. It's kind of just like, oh, here's your one Oscar. Yeah. Here's a bone for you, So Spike. that you can not win anything else for the rest <laughs> of the night. And Spike will at least he'll win himself an Oscar, which I feel like everybody Good. wants. He's fucking he fucking deserves, he deserves it. it. This yeah. is probably his... Third, fourth, fifth best film, um, but you it's know, still, what? it's still a great, still movie. a really good like, movie. He deserves it. So this. I act like I haven't seen Black Klansmen, so I'm sorry, but <laughs> so uh, you're just penciling that I, in with the rest of us. I love the script of A Star Is Born. Like I love it so much, uh, and it's it's written by Eric Roth, who wrote Forrest Gump. And uh, like Benjamin Button in Munich, like he's written these huge. That is movies. the second. That's actually kind of a close second. I mean, it's an, it is the most naturalistic big movie I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a big popcorn movie, and the dialogue feels so real to me. Like it feels genuine. Um, the plot mechanics are not as good as the dialogue, but it had the best dialogue of the year for me, hands and down, one, except for eighth grade, and which also, is nominated. Also, this could be the chance. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about the WGAs, which Bo Burnham hey. won Best Original Screenplay, which Bo. threw both of these categories kind of out the window a little bit. But, uh, well, okay. Can you ever forgive me won the WGA, right? Yeah, one for So adapted. do we think that that could sneak in here or not? After that happened, actually, A Star is Born was at Four at uh, second, it's now dropped down to fourth because it, oh, shit. can you ever forgive me? And uh, Beale Street could talk moved up to two and three. Well, Barry Jenkins already won an Oscar. For I think Moonlight. Barry Jenkins is out. Yeah, he, um, I unfortunately, because it's I think a great, it's a, it's it's a, a great beautiful script. script. Yeah, but I think that he's kind of out the, of this award. The thing with A Star Is Born is it's kind of the same sentiment as Spike. Like Bradley Cooper is not nominated for Best Director, so it could be the chance to be like, hey, man. Here's since a con- since here's a Rami Malek's uh, probably gonna win actor, yeah. here you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that would be all right. Um, I'm going Black Klansman. I, I voted for Black Klansman. Okay. Yeah, I I would love for a Star's Born win. I don't think it's gonna. I mean, like we said, it it really lost a lot of steam later. Yeah, sadly. Um, so original screenplay. Hunter, are you going Black Klansman too? Yeah, I'm going Black okay. Klansman. Original screenplay, The Favorite, First Reform, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Um, yeah, so shouts out to, you know, First Reformed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I Paul mean, Schrader. It's awesome that he even was nominated. It. We weren't expecting <laughs> he will it. will not win. Yeah, we but... weren't expecting the love there, but it's an amazing script. Like, it's super yeah. solid. Um, Truly I went, the the best script of this bunch. I I went with the favorite because yeah. it has an unbelievably good script. Like it's it's so it's really rare that I laugh a lot at a comedy. Like I I don't take that for granted. <laughs> and it's not just a comedy. It's bizarre and it's like dark and it's and it, everything. It juggles three leads equally yeah. and gives them all satisfying yeah. arcs. It, it, the fact that yeah. this script could allow for three nominees to yeah. come out of it is it, it blew me amazing. away. Uh, um, Peter Farrelly, he strikes me as a guy who has a lot of connections in Hollywood, and I feel like he might weasel his way somehow into winning this, and I would be uh, so angry. All right, so I, I saw Green Book last night, and yeah, this, speak your piece. this script off, made me angry in so many ways that would just take up way too much time on this podcast. Uh, so all I'll say is that, you know, this, this movie's trying to say a couple of weird things that don't really quite gel together well and one of them is like kind of like hey weren't things better when we could all just be racist and (laughs) get along and things were fine 
weren't those the days? Mm. You know, things were just so Make much better. Make segregation great again. Yeah. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Huh? I and do, then the yeah. other part of it is like, you know, we're following Viggo Mortensen, who's like, hey, I don't know words too well. <laughs> These intellectual things. I don't, I don't really know that. Yeah, it's him being racist, right? And then yeah. also, well, the racist moments that are played as comedic moments. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like, it's well. like, hey, this guy's being racist. Isn't that funny? Like, um... I feel like the biggest uh, (laughs) indictment on uh, kind of Hollywood as a whole is the fact that Viggo Mortensen is nominated for actor in a lead category. Mahershala is nominated for actor in a supporting category. And they're on screen for like pretty much the same amount of time. Yeah, but we're following Viggo. Yeah, Viggo's our... He's the 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 character, but they're that still on screen for essentially journey. the same well, amount of time. I mean, yeah, and the that's... fact that Vigo is going to get the lead actor over Mahershala is kind of it's like a backhanded. Com- right. It'll be the, like a backhanded Oscar. Yeah, it is. To well, because the I mean, the movie is from the it's the white man's perspective right. on race, uh, and the surrogate like it's it's an older white dude Vigo's yeah. a, like it's f- this an movie's old for Italian. Exactly. old white guys it's a boomer it's a boomer like jerk off fest yeah and even even it's for like a certain kind of younger guy even that i know that and this, teaching black people how to be black oh, that was a whole that's another thing the that most made insulting me thing. angry and everybody in my audience was dying laughing during these scenes yeah like, it's, oh, like, it's so funny it's, there's a whole scene devoted to vigo's character forcing mahershala to eat a yeah. piece of fried yeah, chicken. Eat chicken it's literally driving mrs daisy it's like almost um, it's it's Mrs. Yeah. Daisy driving him. Well, I I went with the favorite. Um, I really hope Green Book doesn't win. So. I I'm also going with the favorite, and that's just because it really kind of the thing that made me check off my list for the favorite is the fact that Green Book didn't win the WGAs because I think that if um, Green Book would have won fair. that, then I would have just. Yeah kind of unfortunately assumed that that was going to win but it seems i'm feeling pretty confident about the shout out to bo burnham for winning this category yeah he won uh (laughs) supporting actor it's we don't even have to say the other nominees right like it's it's mahershala yeah he's gonna win which this is kind of makes me very angry that like why has this night of all the other conversations that we've had over lead actor and best picture and everything else there hasn't even been a question, like no big push for Sam Elliott or anything. It's just like, yeah, no, Mahershala's got this. Mahershala is good in Green Book. He is not even close to Oscar-winning performance in this movie. Sam Elliott deserves this performance because He's he does what the best. He does the best supporting performance ever, which is like you feel his presence in only a couple of scenes, and he supports. He gets the Dion Waiters <laughs> Award for 2018, where yeah. you give him three scenes and he's just like. Also, you know, Mahershala is an amazing actor and he does a really, really great job in Green Book with material he's given. But I mean, he won his Oscar for Moonlight, which is a much better performance. Mm. And I've been watching him in True Detective this Mm. season. It's not even close the the amount of complexity that he brings to that role compared to Green Book. Like I, he is he is giving a, a tremendous multi layered, uh, deep 
deep performance on True Detective. Because the thing is with his performance in Green Book is honestly it goes back to the script, but it's pretty one note. Yeah, like he's one note the entire yeah. movie, and he plays that note well. Uh, but he there's nothing dynamic about his performance. Yeah, really, probably the most dynamic performance it's Sam Elliott and Richard E. Grant. Can you ever forgive me? Like he actually has a really dynamic performance that he gives. But I mean. I Sam Rockwell isn't getting any love because he just won last year, yeah. but it's between both of those characters, between him playing Bush and uh, Mahershala's character in Green Book, they're both very one note, can't, very flat. <laughs> can't you imagine like like old white people now probably like kind of go up to Mahershala and they're like, you know, I was wrong about you. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like Kill someone me. someone Kill on Letterbox was like. Green Book is the story of that guy who says he's not racist because he has a black friend. <laughs> this is the story of how he got that friend. Yeah, and I was going to say earlier, this, it, it's a movie for the, the type of dude who's like, they're like, no, I'm, I'm really like, I'm not racist, but like, I just, I wish we could just talk about it like openly, like really, really loud and like angrily. Like, it's the type of guy who's like, we can't even, I can't even talk about it just because I'm white. <laughs> like, that's racist, dude. Well, that's basically a line. The fact that I can't line... say the N-word means that yeah. you're racist. That's basically a line that Vigo has in the movie where he's telling, he literally tells Mahershala's character that he's more black than him mm. because yeah. he's poor and, like, has to get Yikes. by and struggle. I'm, dude, I Yikes. will I will never watch this movie. The other, Because the other scenes that I've seen online are, it's just Mahershala, like, psychologically bullying Vigo. <laughs> like, because he's so much smarter. It's just him being, like, like low-key, like, you're fucking dumb. Well, you're dumb. he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, I cannot comprehend this movie. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. Don't, don't make me. Uh, Moving actress, into the big five. Actress in a supporting role. Um so for a long time, this has been Regina King's category to lose for Beale Street. Is it still that way? Do we think one of the favorite girls uh, could get in here? I went with Regina. I think that the favorite girls uh, kind of might cancel each other yeah. out, unfortunately. I, I think so, too. I See, I've been hardcore on Regina's bandwagon. The more and more that I'm thinking about it and as time's passing by... I am kind of thinking a lot about Rachel Weiss because I think Rachel Weiss, what she does is... She, that movie falls into being a complete comedy without her character, and therefore she has to do a lot of the heavy lifting, her oh, yeah. dynamic with Olivia Coleman as opposed to Emma Stone, which kind of provides a lot of comic relief. Yeah, but listen, don't um, think about if she deserves it or not. See, because that's the whole thing. Is that <laughs> You're in the trap. Also, I'm, Regina King, I mean, I love Regina King. I love it. You're a great friend of this podcast. She's in like 10 minutes of If Beale Street Could Talk. I She really isn't in the movie that much she is i feel like she's just getting this award just because of her puerto rico scene which is a great scene it's very well shot she is great in it the woman there's who the, plays there's the dinner party scene at the beginning too she's pretty good in that but i don't really think that she deserves a best supporting actress and not for this role that's racist i think um, this is more of like the best like the hot uh, it's more of an award for the film, I think. Yeah, this is going to be the one that... That's yeah, yeah I, that, think, I mean, that's a good point. I and mean, she, I do think that Nicholas Bertel is going to win for score. I yeah. hope and pray. Yeah. I'm I'm still going to bet my money on Regina King here. But um, yes, I, I, I'm just holding out a little bit. I might put a little bit side money down <laughs> on Rachel Weisz. I, I bet on her. She won the Globe. Uh, 
everyone likes her. Like she's good in everything, and she's been around for a minute, and she's always like you. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw her accepting the Globe, and they were like, "Oh, her, yeah, I like yeah, her." Exactly. From whatever it's, they it's know, one her of from. those. She's always, always good. It's a personality. Yeah, thing. and even though it's she's young, so it's not like a like a legacy makeup call. It's just kind of like a you know what, Let, you know, it's your time. Like let's let's give it to her. She is, she's up there. All right, so let's load the revolver. Let's give it a quick spin here. And actor in a supporting role goes to... Actor in a leading role. Oh, sorry. Actor in a leading role. Click and pull the lever. It's Rami Malek. Um, so cut, off, cut off the podcast. Now. You know what the thing is? Is that I, I was still holding on to hope as of a couple days ago that maybe Christian Bale could pull this off. Maybe even there was a chance that Bradley Cooper could get his one. Uh, if only. Maybe there was just a, a prayer. Bradley Cooper is the best performance in this category. I, hands down. Thank you. Seriously. like I haven't seen yes. that Eternity's Gate. Um, I think that Christian Bale, he does the Christian Bale thing, undergoes a great performance. Bradley Cooper, what his character is, he truly transforms without the makeup, which is even more uh, stunning. Um, the thing that really kind of solidified this in solid carbonite for me was that I think it might have been a Vanity Fair article. It was something that was released, and uh, somebody interviewed 20 different Oscar voters, and 20 out of 20 of them voted for Remy Malik in this. this that's cr- so listen I've been, so it's like a lock uh, at this point. yeah I've been, everybody's saying it I I've been kind of like hiding my feelings about this like even when we reviewed it I was like yeah I mean I don't think he should win but he deserves a nomination honestly I don't think he deserves a nomination I, I know he gets it automatically because he did good and he's the best part of the movie but like I laughed a lot of the time that he yeah. was on screen and the way he read lines was a part of the reason of that. And the way he looked was another part and that's not his fault, but like it blame those fucking chompers. Like it didn't, Ooh. it wasn't that good. Like it wasn't, it didn't have much depth to it. Did it? Like it I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't have depth to it. He, I mean, I do think that he looked like Freddie Mercury and I feel like that's what they're giving this award to Freddie Mercury, not to, yeah, they're Malik. giving it yeah. to his jaw. Well, see, <laughs> they're giving it to his here's, fucking here's face. The thing about this movie is like, and I was definitely thinking this when I saw it, it's like, this is just an ad for Queen, the brand. Yeah. This whole movie is just an ad for Queen as a brand. And, like, that's what they're rewarding here is, like, hey, good job. You made you made yeah. a great ad. Well, and in addition to that, the role gets more credit, and the movie does, because there is, an like, the gay angle of it. Yeah. It, it, it adds a wokeness that aids. It's it's It tackles a tricky subject, even though it, it doesn't it, – it tries a leg tackle, yep. and the subject gets away. Like, it's like a bad cornerback in football. Yeah. Uh, and there's, you know, this has been said before, but there's, there's the fact that this movie made a fuck ton of money. Mm. And a large part of that was because they cast the right actor in the role. Yeah. yeah. People watching, they're like, hey, that's the guy that I uh, yeah, remember. He was it was the right choice. But like, like, really, though, like someone I think someone on The Ringer wrote an article about this and it just like triggered something I'd been repressing, which is like, I don't think he deserves it. I don't think he. I like I know that there's no way he doesn't get nominated but like he was it was funny like yeah. when he his accent combined with his his face and his teeth were it was really funny every time and I his, s- and his dumb hair yeah every time I see a still of this on Twitter with the fucking teeth and the mustache yeah. I'm like 
dude. Like it cut. It, she's like, Looks she's like ta- BoJack Horseman. She, I, she's talking about how he's attractive, and then it cuts over to him, and like his <laughs> his his fucking mouth is open. Ooh. Yeah, it's funny, man. Um, like, I think that there's. Uh, another factor of this is that I really don't think that any of these five performances are truly like transcendent. Bradley Cooper, dude. Bradley Cooper is really good. I think he might be great. Wait, have you I seen don't Attorney think that he's amazing. I'm actually I'm watching it tonight. Oh, I already okay. rented it, so I'm watching okay. it tonight. I'll give you a little bit of my synopsis on whether Willem Dafoe got okay. robbed. Shout out to Willem Dafoe for even getting nominated. Hell yeah! But I mean. Critics throughout the entire year, since June, since it premiered, have been saying Ethan Hawke gave the best performance of the year. Yeah. And critics make up 50% of the Academy. So, like, how did they not push this over the edge? Like, I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I just think this is, especially, we're going to get, we're about to get to actresses in a lead category, but I think that's a dramatically more strong category here's, here's, than actors. So, we know, year. we know that politics play a role in, yeah. In Playing the nominations, the game, yeah. first reformed got shafted in almost every category. But Paul Schrader got it. Like that's what's well, surprising about yeah, this. Yeah, I know. All. But I'm just thinking, like maybe, maybe like Exxon is like, I like I'm like I'm <laughs> yeah. Exxon is deep. <laughs> if we see an Exxon commercial during the broadcast, I might be like, yo, fuck. No, this. like I'm kind first of reformed got well, snubbed. I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not because. Amazon is like the biggest company in the world. Amazon or Exxon and, and all these every oil company is another biggest company in yeah. the world. They're all in the same boat. They're all doing bad shit. Like what if these companies kind of went to not Bezos, but they went to the boardroom and they're like, listen, just don't push it. Don't put all your resources into it. Like we're not saying like pull it, but just don't push it. Yeah. I I'm not saying that happened, but would you be like shocked? If, Yo, like, conspiracy oh. drew over here. Dude, I'm not, I like it. Yeah, I'm I not like fucking it. around. Pizzagate happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely truth to that. Like, just think back to when they momentarily pulled those categories from the telecast. They were the only categories that Disney, ABC didn't have any nominees in. Yeah. Like, there's there's shit yeah, behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, and sure. even not... And just, I mean, I don't even... I don't know if we can entirely blame the Academy for that because the fact of the matter is that a lot of com- a lot of networks don't really want the academy because they're not getting a ton of viewers. They keep getting bad press story after bad press story, and ABC is like, "Come back to mommy. We'll take care of you. <laughs> we'll we'll still show you on Sunday, February twenty, whatever." Yeah. All right. And they're taking care of them, so they're like, "Oh well, we can't screw over these people. Like they're taking care of us. They're putting um, out our product." Any anyway, so leading actress, uh, Glenn Close. Yeah. I don't know when it happened, but she won the award already. Yeah, and I didn't. Kind of came I out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. They but. actually they already gave out this award, guys. I don't know if you guys yeah. completely missed People it. People were mad that they weren't shooting some of the awards. Right now, um, this is this one of the biggest locks on uh, different various betting uh, websites. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. It's at minus five fifty. I feel like that's not high enough <laughs> of a thing. I feel like that should be like minus. Two million yeah. because this seems like such a guarantee at this point. My my girl Olivia Coleman though, uh, she gave. If anybody's gonna sneak in, I mean, it's she gonna won- be she's gonna be the number she two person. She got the Globe, uh, and she is. Like, she won the BAFTA. Yeah, and she is electric in, in the movie. Like she, her perform, the whole movie hinges on her being realistically insane, which is really really hard to do. Um, yeah. And any uh, chance for uh, Yalitzia? If it's a Roma kind of a night, if Roma just starts sweeping the early technical categories, if anything, I could see. If anything, I could see Lady Gaga. 
That'd be Lady wild. Gaga's number three. It's Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Lady Gaga, Yelitia, and then Melissa McCarthy round up their yeah. fifty I, to one. Honestly, I I really think the only person that could upset Glenn Close is Olivia Coleman. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. but it's like I I think I said last week. She's been nominated every time she's been nominated. Meryl Streep has also been nominated. Yeah, something like five it's, or six yeah, times it's, or it's some gonna shit. Be her. It's just gotta happen. All right, we're we're at right at the end here. Director, this is one of the biggest locks. It's Alfonso Cuarón yeah. for Roma. It it. I mean, you could make the case for Spike Lee, but I think that the fact that he's probably going to win adapted screenplay, they'll you know they'll be okay with not giving him. I think it's going to be the same thing as I think it'll be kind of similar last year. You know, we have Jordan Peele winning original screenplay, and then it's Guillermo for directing yep. and best picture. Which which is funny because out of the last six directing Oscars, it's been Inarritu, Cuarón, Guillermo. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like they've just shared the award between. They just each keep other. passing. I think it went. It went to Chazelle at one point. For yeah, La La Chazelle Land. won for La La Land. That's the last time, though. I mean, a couple of years ago, um, there was a split between directing and best picture. But for the most part, over the last ten years, these have kind of coincided hand in hand. It, yeah. It's got to be another thing going for him. In addition to just deserving it and directing a hell of a movie, is this movie is very much so his baby. Like. Yeah, because the director is the de facto person who gets all the credit for the movie, even though that shouldn't be. Uh, and this movie, from start to finish, is his life. Like, Dude, it's his life's work. I you was know? I was listening to this um, uh, pod with him. I think it was the Directors Guild roundtable that they do. Yeah, he was talking about how for pretty much the entire shoot, he didn't really give the uh, uh, he didn't share the screenplay with anyone so that the way he directed the, the actors was to try to get the most genuine raw reactions to every single scene. Wow. So the the moment in the furniture store when the guy, I don't want to spoil it if no one has seen Roma, but when the guy shows up and she sees him, mm. that's a genuine reaction. Like she didn't know that he was going to show Holy up. Holy shit, man. Yeah. Damn. That's so, that's like, crazy. That's the yeah. level of directing that this guy was. Operating yeah, like on. He, this is yeah, and this is like you know more than any of these other movies. This is like what his whole career has been culminating to as a movie. Yes. Like this is an autobiography. Exactly movie. what you were just saying about like recreating his childhood. And he would he another thing that he was saying is like he would direct the kids to like uh, to change their behavior from take to take to like keep the scene alive in different ways like every time he'd call a new take he'd tell him to like mm. hey you're gonna walk out of the room when she says this or you're gonna you're both gonna walk away when she says that so just really like even though he has worked on some of the biggest movies like harry potter and gravity like yeah he's still finding ways to truly be innovative and creative yeah. with the craft yeah so i i mean we're all happy he's gonna win it i, I would also you know i would love yorgos to win it because he directed yeah. the of hell of a fucking movie as yeah. well uh but yeah it's got to be quorone and which brings us to best picture which is one of the widest most open best pictures i can remember from recent memory like the last couple oscars have all been kind of like these dichotomies these two horse races yeah. where it's like it's moonlight or la la land it's, it's shape, shape of water, water or get or out billboards or yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I get out was our hope to <laughs> yeah. join that dichotomy, and it just was never. And I picture. think honestly, I I could see any of these movies winning except for Vice. <laughs> so once again, the nominees are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. Mm. So I'm gonna pick Roma here. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, this like is we a said, wide open race. <laughs> we're all going to pick Roma. I mean, um, guys, like I could see Black Panther getting it. There's a there's a chance there. I could see Bohemian well, Rhapsody. Well, I think it. my top four in the order in which I would pick them to win, not my personal favorites. I think it would be Roma, Green Book. Bohemian Rhapsody and Black Panther. You think Green Book still has that big of a chance? I still think there's just something. It's just the cynical nature that I have about the world in 2019 that I just still think that Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book are still right there. I'm just hoping that people with shitty movie tastes will cancel each other out on these two movies. The favorite? Maybe? I just... The thing is that I don't see... I think it's going to have... It won't win as many awards as like Mad Max Fury Road, but I think it'll have the technical achievement. Um, People yeah. award it for the technical categories. Well, also, love. what's funny about the favorite is it's like the only uh, like extremely accurate period piece that is too fresh for the Oscar voters because it's it has this vigor and energy to it, and the script is so current in a lot of ways. Like it's such a Oscar movie on surface level if you like looked at shots from it yeah. and then yeah, you watch you're like oh this is Barry Lyndon. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then you watch and you're like oh they're not going to vote for this shit. Yeah. Like it's too but it's it, too good. The Shape of Water won last year. That was a weird Yeah, movie. but it was it was a Del Toro movie and it had the whole throwback yeah. angle going for sure. It still is like the Oscar. Yeah, it still has the Oscar aesthetic and the fact that people are going to look back and be like wait, what happened to that movie? There was a fish person and did he die at the end? Like I'm already kind of questioning what actually happened in the shape of water yeah well i i will happily put down roma i think roma is a tremendous movie i mean yeah. it deserves it it's a beautiful work of art it's an achievement it'll if it wins it'll be fucking netflix netflix winning best picture yeah which that's is insane that's kind of been my biggest drawback to what could hold it back is that doesn't bother me but then again i'm not part of old hollywood i'm not an 65 year old white man who's been in the academy for the last 40 years and And Netflix is ruining film here's the thing last night I saw Green Book a movie that came out in what October and the theater was like 70% 70% full like eight, almost 80% and full and I could just because Ugh. the way I mean we haven't talked too much about it but with preferential balloting what happens is movie that gets the most amount of last place votes immediately gets taken off and then it becomes kind of a race of who has the movies kind of as their number two or their number three it kind of I could see it with old fashioned people Seeing Roma just being like, I don't like what Netflix is doing, putting it at last place, like without even watching it, well, without yeah, even geez. considering it as a piece of art, I can um, just already see it happening. Well, yeah, really, the, this is the flaw of any of these awards is these voters are people who work for companies that have agendas there are email threads i'm sure like email like because they're too old for like slack or whatever <laughs> but like there are email threads going around that you are just think like they have a discord or <laughs> yeah but yeah there are threads i'm sure going around of like all right what's what's our vote here like what is the move what's not oh what what struck me as the best no that's not how yeah. a lot of these people what's think. boss man telling us there yeah and just like once you work in in any industry for a long enough time like that is your mo your mo is no longer to be struck by art your mo is to work for whatever you work for like and that's i'm not saying that's like inherently awful because that's just how the world works but it does ruin all these awards like there are so many things going on that have nothing to do with the movies Um, and and everything to do with how much netflix is disrupting the industry well yeah and honestly i don't know how to fix it because if they left it up to the popular vote i would hate that too the only feasible answer is to leave it up to us three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Other so than I that, think they the would academy be wrong. should be fired. Yeah. I think that we should become the academy. <laughs> it's just it's it's a tricky situation because it's a broken system and there's really not a good way to fix it. Uh, so you know, who knows? Yeah, and and you know, with how messy the awards, uh, this awards season has been, this is why I I just I'm not like super confident about Roma. You know, it's I'm not actually that kind probably of deal. less confident about this than I am for any other category that yeah. I have Roma winning. It's just like because. it's like it just doesn't. So many things have gone wrong. Like it's just been so messy. It's it, the seams have beyond shown they've completely unraveled with this thing that like it just it wouldn't quite make sense for the best movie of the bunch to really win yeah but we're still putting it and we'll see how it goes Um, on sunday yeah as far as most egregious things goes it's first reformed is almost completely missing eighth grade is 100 percent missing from the ballot yeah imagine if the nominees would have been like eighth grade first reformed (laughs) spider verse well now we're talking letterboxd awards yeah minding the gap (laughs) like hereditary yeah hereditary which by the way not on here at all mission impossible fallout should have been one of the best picture nominees i'm just saying We've been pushing for it. Tom Cruise hosting um, the Oscars. Honestly, and before he presents, he'll present every award, and before he does it, he'll do something insane. Yeah, he's <laughs> actually like, he's just gonna run on stage without permission. <laughs> that, just, that, that would that's work. best case scenario. Um, it it is it's like annoying to say, but Letterbox like the, the awards quote unquote that they gave out yeah, the are, best are, those are, are better. They're than... I mean it's not even close. Like they're way better. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, there's no contest, uh, and that's partially because these voters are in our yeah. demographic, but partially it's because these are just people with no stake in it. It's just people who like movies. Yeah, which is why they gave it to yeah. a wrinkle in time. <laughs> yep. I thought it was The Predator, but I, I don't I remember it wrong. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it's dumb, but we, we love to see it. <laughs> it's the Oscars. Yeah. I'm just saying, if Bohemian Rhapsody wins, I'm not... I'm somebody who at one point... I could tell you every best picture winner for the last 15 years. Like I used to like really care about these awards and I know that they're stupid, but I could tell you everything from 2014, 15, 20 years back, everything that won. Um, well, when we were, when we were young, this was the way to gauge like what to watch. What was good. I watched crash exactly. because of, <laughs> I swear I watched crash because of the Academy yeah. and I was like, Hey, maybe the Academy isn't so good at picking movies. <laughs> I, I remember so well when, when I was like 15, like tuning into the Oscars to be like, this is how I know like what's good. Well, like, yeah. What do I watch? Well, I think the thing that changed it for me was the artist winning. And I was like, hmm. hey. Hmm. <laughs> well, you also got to think pre-internet. Exactly. It was a way bigger thing because now we can... F- like read. we don't need the Oscars. We don't, yeah, because like how like how many kids like 15 years ago had a subscription to like the Hollywood Reporter magazine? <laughs> they none of like that. So the only way you've even heard that these movies existed almost was exactly. the Oscars. Like yeah. it really like mattered just to tell you what movies came out, not even which ones were good. Just like hey, this is a movie that came out. Yep. No way it was in your little city, but you can yeah. maybe find it on DVD now. I know that it's stupid and that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I still care about the academy i still care about what we look back i mean the academy has their own museums like for these best picture winners and i still care about what gets put in that museum so i'm still i can't help 
but have just a little glimmer of hope. I can't yeah. go full cynic on this. I have yeah. to just hope that there will be kind of a moment where they kind of look at each other and be like, all right, yeah. at a certain point, nominees aside, we have to put good products well, out here. And the Oscars are also more relevant than the Grammys, at least, which we didn't even talk about. Uh, yeah. Because they, and there's a reason why they've so left relevance that it's insane. Like, I was just thinking about this. The Grammys are so irrelevant that... Uh, winning a Grammy award killed Macklemore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like winning it like, killed his career. <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of the downfall whenever we're going to talk about like what's going to happen with if the Oscars do have a best popular Oscar and stuff like that is does it open the door for them to become the Grammys where it's just like, it's just, it's popularity and it's not actually, it doesn't dictate yeah. what's the best thing. It adds like anymore. a layer of just grossness. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, but you know, jokes on us. We did a pod about it. So yeah. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, we'll hit you next week with a reaction of how shitty or surprising the night was. If you don't hear back from us next week, it's because Bohemian Rhapsody won, and we all simultaneously hung ourselves, and our girlfriends are in grief about it. So. Yeah. Well, we could do it a little bit more ceremoniously than that. We could, you know, burn at the stake or something. Oh, man. I can't wait for us to all get drunk and start throwing shit at your projector. Yeah. Break your TV on Sunday night. That'll <laughs> be right. great. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow at We Bought a Mic on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, I guess, if you're into that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm on Twitter, Drew Dietz. All right. Bye. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter and Larabax. Hunt Mobley. Um, it was already kind of spoiled what I'm picking, but I'm going to make a post about what will win each Oscar and what should win. Yeah, are probably you gonna, going up tonight. Are you going to do a, a little mini explainer on the preferential ballot still? Um, I might have a little bit of that. Yeah, because I think I there, I try to read up on that and it's still. Ex- I I think that I have a pretty good grasp on it because so I've done extensive research. It's extremely confusing. Yeah. Um. I might try and put a little bit of a, a, a excerpt up on that, yeah. but uh, we'll see. Also, Drew, we've got something to plug, a little something that we did earlier today. Um, yeah, it's going to be coming up in the pod feed, uh, like so you'll be seeing it. But uh, It'll be yeah. a little bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. I have an hour-long radio show on WNSC, UCF's internet radio. I'm not going to tell you how to find it because I don't know how to find it on the internet. But <laughs> Google the, WNSC. Yeah, but I'm going to – essentially, I'm just going to do deeper dives, like hour-long blocks into one specific topic. Uh, I did the first step today with Hunt. It was real fun. Uh, next week – who knows? I'm playing with a lot of different. It was uh, yeah, it was ideas. a high flying bird analysis. Yeah, yeah. Um, got more into the the sports uh, side oh, of things. Yeah, so uh, check it out. So yeah, check that out. Uh, yeah, and I'm at Calderonist on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Letterbox, all that shit. So stick around. We're also doing um, How to Train Your Dragon next yeah, week. So next week. that'll be cool. And I really want to talk about True Detective. So I, oh, I think you guys haven't been keeping up with no, it. No, I haven't. Uh, it is falling off the... so I've been good. too busy watching things from last year. I can't wait to like put 2018 behind me and never watch another movie yeah. from 2018 ever again. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm never doing this again. I now hate movies because <laughs> of doing this. All right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, we love you. And uh, yeah, goodbye. You love to hear it forever. Bye. Bye.